0: Hello oh, and welcome to episode number three hundred and nine of the Super Horror Bros podcast. I'm your host Matt, and joining me as always is my brother Mike. Hello,
1: how's it going? Pretty good, man. Pretty good. We're uh, we're getting close now to another exciting time.
0: We are indeed. We're on the last regular show before the Fright Fest madness.
1: us um, in it.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's just in a matter of a couple of days for us. Obviously, the uh, the coverage will begin next week. Um, but yeah, cannot wait. I'm, I'm sure we'll talk a little bit about that at the end of the show. Um, but yeah, it's been a long time coming, three years since we were there in person. Mm. Um, so yeah, it's going to be nice to see the old place, get to see the Prince Charles and that. Uh, it's going be, gonna to be lovely. Yeah, stuff. we've
1: got our little Prince Charles uh, detours booked, mm. as well as the uh, the big, big screen for the first time.
0: Yeah, exactly. We get to try that, apparently, according to one video I watched, and I no longer fact-checked it. Uh, the biggest screen in the UK, so... I think that's what you need.
1: That's, that's your due diligence done.
0: hmm I'm just going to keep I mean, saying it. yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, very, very much looking forward to all that stuff. But yeah, uh, obviously, we'll be talking about Prey shortly. Mm-hmm. Um, a couple of news stories here. This first one's um, pretty interesting. So, basically, obviously, The Black Phone, um, one of the most sort of successful movies of the year, mm-hmm. um, both commercially and critically. Um, people really liked it, and it made a shit ton of money, which uh, usually means one thing, um, which is that we're probably going to get a sequel. So yeah, you
1: turn a short story into a franchise.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, well, it turns out this might be cool um so we kind of have a few quotes here from from scott derrickson who's obviously the film's director um but this was like a while ago i think these quotes were back in june and they've kind of resurfaced now off the back of you know the movie doing very well um but he basically said um there's already a lot of conversations a lot of pressure being put on it i mean the movie cost 18 million dollars and it's ultimately going to make uh between 160 170 he said i think it made about 155 so he wasn't too far off but yeah still still insane numbers and obviously he's absolutely right. They a sequel. Um, um he then went on to say, um, this is where it, it, I, I kind of wanted to put this in the news and put it to you, what you think about this. Um, he says, uh, Joe Hill pitched me a wonderful idea for a sequel to the black phone that if this movie does well, <laughs> um, that if this movie does well, which it obviously did, um, I'm going to do it. So that's pretty definitive. Um, he's got a great idea. I really liked it. Um, and then he went on to say, uh, Joe's very protective and personal about his material, but he came to me with an idea and I was like, that's how you do a sequel to the black Phone. Uh, it was terrific. Um, um, so yeah kind of obviously you've already kind of answered it but i think it is interesting because yeah they're, they're probably going to go ahead with a sequel and i think when that happens it's a case of it's going to happen regardless um and then it's a case of right do you get the right people involved to make it you know good or not and so i think oh, like the two people that you would want involved you'd want scott to obviously return and direct it and be motivated to do that um and then obviously the flip side of obviously joe hill the entire kind of creator of this franchise um and the story like for him to 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 want to kind of throw him an idea and be like oh this is kind of what i was thinking if i ever got around to writing it which i obviously haven't um because it is obviously only a short story and so yeah i love that it's kind of like Joe's yes, got the yeah. genesis of an idea and then scott can obviously expand upon that like what he did with the film anyway so i mean yeah this is probably best case scenario right if they were to go ahead with the sequel oh
1: it's 100 percent best case scenario yeah i wasn't expecting it to be that positive a news story to be honest um <clears throat> That's the
0: thing, like, because, did, you, did you want a sequel, I guess? And obviously I know it doesn't probably matter because we're probably going to get one of the numbers speaker otherwise, but yeah, was it something that you wanted?
1: Um, I can't say that I, I, it was something I wanted, but I mean, I, I really enjoyed that movie. Mm. Um, I, I don't think it really ended in a way that I needed. I, You know, I had closure. You know, yeah. it's not like A Quiet Place Part 3 that I need. Um, yeah, but, but with, with what you've said, you know, the fact that Joe Hill has got this idea is really exciting mm. and and the fact that everyone seems to be in place and the, and you know, the green light is inevitable then, then yeah, like I'm, I'm pretty excited for it. Like I'll be really excited to see, you know, what, what manifests with this one because, um, you know, going into the black phone, we'd, we'd already read the short story. So it'll be fun going into this one, potentially not even knowing, you know, the, 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 the crux of the story and just, um, being surprised. I mean, it could be anything, Yeah. You know, it could it could be very safe, or it could be entirely different. You know, it could it be shining versus Doctor Sleep, or mm. would it be, you know, part one to part two? Of yeah. the movie. You know, who, who knows? But with with Joe Hill, like I, I'd be pretty excited to see it for sure
0: yeah I think this is great like I say, you know it wasn't one that I ever fully expected just to ignore the number aspect and just in terms of the story and the quality of the movie I was perfectly fine with the movie and didn't you know need another one um, but then kind of fully expecting it off the back of those obviously great numbers yeah this is clearly best case scenario um, who knows you know how much they'll be involved whether those two will get together and write it or if it is just the here's the story you go ahead um, but it's definitely good news and especially Scott wanting to do it is is a big deal because I kind of yeah. feel like you know what i was gonna do you know doctor strange 2 obviously that fell through he, he wanted to make a smaller movie he did that he proved incredibly successful with that and now he probably could do pretty much anything he could try and get another superhero movie or something else in horror and so yeah it would be cool to if he did want to make a sequel for sure because um, i don't yeah, want when the... you turn
1: 16 million into 160 you're, you're gonna <clears> get <throat> offers on the table
0: yeah no question about it i just i don't want this to be like a don't breathe too type situation where it kind of gets stuck in in stasis for a few years and then they make it and it's just for me it seemed not not worthwhile whatsoever um yeah we'll have to wait and see on that one um and then yeah the only other news story this week um, I've been dying to talk about this in the news because as I keep mentioning I'm like this thing is close and the radio silence is overwhelming um, which is the new Hellraiser movie Um, you know we've been hearing talk since since last year that it was coming out this year and it uh, it seems to have been finished and you know post production for an extremely long time Um, obviously the reason why it's been mostly quiet is we've known from the start that this is going on Hulu um the same as this week's movie that we were about to discuss prey i'm pretty sure evil dead rise is the same and typically with these movies prey was a similar thing of like oh yeah we knew that there was a new predator movie and then we didn't know about it until about a month or two before release um mm. and that was when it was like here's the trailer here's the release day and that's kind of all you really need to do with streaming films you don't need to have like the whole six to nine month trailer in advance, thing, yeah. um, to build up obviously like early ticket revenue and stuff and pre-orders and all that shit um So I do, I am expecting a quick turnaround, but the news that we actually have this week is a rating, um, which to get the kind of boring stuff out of the way, um, yeah, it's rated R, um, and the rating includes strong bloody horror violence, uh, and gore, language throughout, some sexual content, and brief graphic nudity, um, which sounds like a Hellraiser movie, um, Mm -hmm. But obviously, the, the reason why that's important is, yeah, that's pretty much the final step. Once you hear a rating, it's like, yep, this thing's ready to go. This could come out literally tomorrow um, because, yeah, it's ready to go. So I, I am waiting. I still think this will be October. Um, I think in the next, maybe even by the time next time we record, it will already happen. But I'm fully expecting in the next two <clears> to <throat> three weeks a, a trailer and release date. Um, I would be shocked if it wasn't still this year and i'd be shocked if it was later than october because i think why wouldn't hulu stick it on there in october you know Mm -hmm. everyone's going to have their different things we're already starting to see the kind of um you know netflix with the del toro project with flanagan and different stuff and obviously the cinema that's a completely separate entity so i think hulu uh, this is clearly going to be like their big horror thing obviously evil dead is another one as well um because are they going to put them in the same week or are they going to spread them out? I, I'm not entirely convinced. Evil Dead is this year, even though it I'm not was... entirely
1: convinced either of these are movies, to be honest.
0: Um... Yeah, well, they've done. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing. It is weird though, is Because we're not used to that mm. on the show. We're we used to the the more traditional thing of hearing about these things long in advance. You know, like we'll probably get um, like a Scream trailer or a teaser trailer later this year, which seems yeah. mad. Um, but yeah, what, what what are your thoughts on this? Are you obviously uh, excited for this one?
1: Yeah, it's a weird one when you talk about it because um, I think with uh, with something like Hellraiser, I, ju- I just don't know like what the um, release will be. Yeah, you know, will it? Will they just be like, "Yep, it, it's out now"? Like, whatever, we'll see what happens. Or are they going to actually try to, you know, generate some buzz or whatever? You know, you know, as you said, I think the most sensible thing is that they do have it as their Halloween release. Mm. and um you know certainly that or um evil dead and so the fact that this has a rating and we don't have any news on evil dead it seems like this will be the one but yeah i'm you know always gonna get um caught into hellraiser when it inevitably shows up and i'll always inevitably get burned by it (laughs) so it's just it's just one of them things that like i'm accepting like yep there'll be a new hellraiser movie yeah i'll i'll stupidly get excited and watch it and yeah it won't be good (laughs) <laughs> they're just they're just the things that like I accept.
0: The one final counterpoint kind of because I did want to bring it up is obviously the director is David Bruckner and he is a guy that we've covered a lot for this podcast. Um, obviously, The Night House more recently, which you very much enjoyed, um, and I quite liked as well. Um, before that, The Ritual, which I think is a fantastic movie. Um, he's also been involved in multiple anthologies, including VHS and Southbound, and I've always liked his stuff. Um, I've never seen him do anything that wasn't at least a seven out of ten, um, and if you know and
1: to an eight or a
0: nine and so i think if if he releases genuinely a hellraiser movie that's a seven out of ten like that's the best one since three um so that's incredible and you know so i that's my expectation i i would never think for it to be incredible you know end of year like oh it's one of the best movies ever sort of thing but like He's only done stuff I've liked. So if he can do that for Hellraiser, mm. that's a massive win. Because he's taken the lowest of lows in terms of franchises. Like they've literally put out so many bad sequels. Um, and so if he, yeah, if he can just remotely regain that quality, like I'd be so shocked if he went from all of these things I like to then like a three out of 10 Hellraiser movie. That would just, that would surprise me. I mean, um, I
1: would too, apart from the fact that it's Hellraiser.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and I, th- there are just certain franchises that seem like doomed um and like it just feels that way with hellraiser and it just seems like no matter what it will always keep going (laughs) as well it's It's like it's like this perfect synergy where Mm. it will always be rubbish from now on but it will always be good and we can just show a little 10 second clip of a previous movie and people are going to get excited
0: it must be one of the cheapest IPs ever. Like, I feel like we could buy it because it, it just, like you say, it's not one of those ones that's protected. Where yeah. even ones that have a lot of bad entries or haven't or have been dead for a while and stuff, they feel a bit more protected. Like it feels like you know, it's been what is it? It was 2010 was the last Nightmare on Elm Street. So yeah, I mean, that's
1: what I was going to say. You think of the keys to the kingdom of Nightmare on Elm Street, <clears> and they're just like, in some vault somewhere, stuck with lawyers and estates yeah. and an absolute mess and hellraiser is just like yeah you just gotta buy doug bradley a drink i think yeah that's the or thing yes yeah, it, it is you know yeah you you can you can have hellraiser for up to nine minutes in your movie and and that's what you need <laughs> yeah you
0: need. and you have to make it a shitty detective movie that was originally a different script that is that <laughs> is in the clause um but yeah, it will be interesting to see. I just can't wait to start talking about it. It'll be it'll be a fun one regardless. Um But yeah, shall we talk about this week's film? Let's do it. Let's talk about Prey. So yeah, like, well, I'm sure we've obviously mentioned this movie before, sort of, it's been around for a while, we knew about this, making another Predator movie, obviously this isn't our first time covering Predator for the show. Um,
1: No, I know. Who would have thought we'd be we've done two Predator movies now for the show?
0: It is mad, isn't it? Because there's only Mm. five ever, the you know, the core Predator movies. Um, Mm. And it's not particularly either of our favourite franchises. Um, You know, I like the first one and I remember having fun with the second one. I never actually saw the third one. um, Yeah, Yeah, all I heard was terrible stuff. I remember at the time it was like, oh, Robert Rodriguez is attached to it. I think he was only a producer though. Um, But then obviously, yeah, the, the Predator that we covered back in 2018 was a blast like it was one of the best surprises of that year mainly because we just didn't have any i mean i remember the trailer was awful as well um and yeah. so to see the movie and it just be, oh, it's fun. It's a fun, dumb Predator movie that doesn't take itself so seriously. I'm like, yes, this is exactly what I want from Predator. Mm. Um, I've never rewatched that movie. I saw it once at the cinema and had a great time. And I haven't really felt like ever rewatching it. Um, it's one of those movies, like, similar with Overlord as well, which I've never rewatched. That, and I'm always like, oh, I should do, because I yeah. really liked it. Yeah. But I'm, but it's not, I don't think they're rewatchable movies, and that's fine. It was just a fun movie. Well, I
1: um, rewatched Overlord. That, that was... That that's that that's fun watching it again. But I'm I'm the same with Predator that I haven't gone back to it yet. Um I keep I've had the itch a couple of times, but <clears> it's just not happened. Like I could see it happening one day. Um but you know, we keep getting more Predator movies, so we don't need to rewatch it.
0: Yeah, well, I certainly got the got the itch recently um, to watch that movie. Um, the, other, the other thing which is fascinating about this movie that was kind of... I'd forgotten until I literally sat down to watch it, um, is the director of this movie, um, which I think is absolutely fascinating because mm. it's one uh, Dan Trachtenberg who basically kicked off this podcast um obviously the the our first ever episode was on cloverfield but the whole reason for that was because we were so excited for 10 cloverfield lane um and we covered it on i believe like episode three or something super early um loved it obviously it was on best of um absolutely brilliant film still love 10 cloverfield lane and yeah for the longest again he was one of those guys early on that i was like i can't wait to see what this guy n- does yeah. next i he think he was a ton
1: he, of tv didn't he
0: yeah he did some tv like that mm. year. he did an episode mm. of black mirror as well play test which is awesome such a great episode right. um and so like oh, yeah,
1: he, another
0: one. it was like right off the bat it was like oh god this guy's doing awesome shit on film and tv like he's going to be one of these guys you know like mm. that's going to do a lot of stuff and then he got attached to so many different projects over the last four years um i think was it uncharted i think was the main one one. Um, oh, it
1: probably was. You're probably was right. Because right.
0: yeah. he was stuck to that for years. Or, um,
1: like, that IP ruined so many people. Like, he yeah. attached to it for years.
0: Yeah, well, it was one of those ones that was just completely dead in the water, and then he just got so unlucky because I think he exited the film mid uh, in 2019, and then it was about a month or two after that that it was like, "Oh, Tom Holland signed on. Now the movie's actually going to get yeah. made." <laughs> now it's um, a movie. <laughs> yeah, so it, it was just wild timings, so, but he obviously wasted so long on that movie, and then yeah, he's done a couple of other TV shows, like an episode of The Boys and stuff. But yeah, like this is his first film in six years. Um, right. You know, we've done over 300 episodes between that, and it's just mad when you think. Think about different levels of output from certain directors, mm-hmm. and and obviously there's like Mike Flanagan's like the best at that by far because he's just insane. But even other people we're getting to now, oh, yeah, the, the
1: Jordans two,
0: and the Arias, yeah, at least two or three different projects from a lot of these people now. Well John goes he's um, put out two. Yeah,
1: an actor. Oh
0: yeah that's what i mean it's a lot like two is almost the minimum and now we're getting to like the third for a lot of these big names and so the fact that we're only just now getting his second after six years it is mind-blowing and so that was by far the main reason why i was excited for this movie because i was like okay they're making another predator movie um when i first heard about like the setting and start of this i wasn't excited um it was definitely him being attached was like well damn if he's if he's gonna make it like I'm, i'm gonna watch it um and yeah we have watched it um so yeah i guess that's it before we talk about plot is there anything else you want to talk about
1: no i think i think that uh pretty much sums it up um but yeah i think as as you kind of alluded to the thing with prey um obviously uh hiding the fact that it's a predator movie in the title you know not not having it in the title but then not hiding it at all in the promotional side feels feels to me still weird do you know what i mean
0: yeah like, I kind of get it, because it's just a stupid, like, play on words, isn't it? Like, yeah. predator, prey, I think that's, you know, but like you say, it's yeah. not hiding the fact that it's a predator movie at all. No,
1: no, and so basically this is what's set, like, 300 years ago. Yeah, it
0: 1700, like yeah.
1: Yeah, this kind of um, American tribe is kind of... Um, I guess, like, we, we, get, we get a chunk of the movie where we kind of in, are introduced to this tribe and kind of... Naru, I think, is like our main character, and she's basically this. Um, she she wants to be a warrior like her brother, and and there's like this whole kind of path to becoming a warrior where you have to kind of defeat a a kind of big big game prey, a la, uh, a bear or a tiger or or a predator, mm-hmm. um, and. Um, she kind of wants to do this and kind of wants to be this hunter and, you know, is, is kind of, you know, not, not being told she can't like, like flat out. No, but she's also like not succeeding in it and kind of struggling to kind of find, find, may basically find her go-to weapon. As soon as she gets uh, an axe on a stick, axe on a stick, (laughs) axe on a rope, that's a completely different, you know, kettle of fish, but you know, it's all about her kind of becoming this hunter and becoming better at hunting. And, Kind of as this is going on, we then get a um a little delivery from the predatorship of a um of a predator <laughs> i mean and um you know for, for the rest of the movie we kinda we kind of you know through the eyes of kind of Naru, we're kinda getting her hunting these big game and then stumbling across this predator, and then the kind of backwards and forwards that you kind of. The inevitable. No one believes her. Then the predator kind of rocks, you know, kind of destroys some people. And now it's kind of everyone versus predator. Uh, survivor of the Fittish. You know, they're out. You know, it's it's not like they can send for help. It's just they are a tribe in the middle of nowhere, and the predator is just coming along to kind of take them out one by one. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and and with the name, it very much is a play on. You know, the whole movie really does kind of center around this kind of, um, alpha and kind of, um, are you a threat? Are you, are you, are you a warrior or are you just, you know, not seen as a threat and therefore, you know, the predator doesn't care about you. The predator only cares about adding skulls to its belt that are kind of deemed worthy. And, Mm. um, you know, a lot of the movie kind of plays on that trope quite a bit backwards and forwards between our characters. Um, but yeah, I mean, another Predator movie, bro. Like, what more can you say?
0: Yeah, they made another one.
1: Um, yeah. yeah. Do, you to, do you want me to go or do you want to go? You can go for it. Yeah, I don't like it. <laughs> um, I, I, didn't, I didn't like the setting um, initially. I found it very weird then when we actually got introduced to our characters, like their accents and how, like, mm. modern everyone
0: sounded (laughs) like their little one-liners and sarcasm and little quips to each other wasn't
1: oh my god like I, i don't know why it triggered me so hard did it trigger you
0: yeah, I wrote a oh, note about it. Oh, it's good. ridiculous.
1: Yeah, it, it's
0: movies stupid. like this make you realise how much of a god Robert Eggers is because oh you're like, okay. God. He he spends years researching these things to the point where I feel like I'm genuinely watching a movie from a time capsule. This oh, feels well, stupid. Feels so
1: this like is, this is, I mean, this is a giant problem with this movie. Just just to put the movie to one side for a second, I made a I made a fatal error in watching <laughs> the Northland this week because <laughs> um you know I'll talk about that after Prey. But yeah, you know, you touched upon it there. When, you, when you've watched a masterpiece, and I watched like the making of, and they were obsessed with authenticity, mm. and, then you, and and it screams it. And then you watch a movie like Prey, and they're chewing gum and coming out with one-liners and referencing Miley Cyrus. I mean, that's what it feels like. Um, <laughs> you know, it, it, it really does take you out of it. I, I didn't feel for one second that I was 300 years ago. Uh, not not for one second in this movie, which is a giant problem. Um, you know, that coupled with the fact that, yeah, if the movie's not called Northman, I don't tend to like these sorts of period piece things anyway. And then And then that coupled with kind of, you know, I think so many people want the original Predator movie and want it to be the Predator in the woods and man versus Predator and everything else. And I think... You know, the only positive things that came from the third Predator movie that you hadn't seen that people said was like, oh, yeah, they're trying to do it like the original. And then like and then this one, I feel like people are like, oh, yeah, Predator's is back and he's in the jungle, blah, blah, blah. <laughs>
0: it's only then, one Predator and all that shit. Yeah. And
1: it's like I, I don't unless unless Arnold Schwarzenegger's in it, I don't I don't give a shit. Like, mm. I don't. I don't feel like Predator needs to be in the jungle for it to feel like a Predator movie. I think Predator needs to be a badass. It needs to be fun to watch and, and 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 fun, you know, and and awesome kind of action with the Predator because the Predator should be a badass. And in this, the the Predator just isn't. I don't, I don't find the look of this Predator great, like the bone kind of. Headpiece that it has on just doesn't look as good as like the the chrome metallic one that we're we're so used to. Um, incredibly CG. The second the second that dome gets taken off, it's just it's just slow CG, um, which is disappointing. And then I just found that like it was almost like <clears throat> you know what the predator can do, so we're not going to show you it in this movie because you already know. Um, and that coupled with the fact that throughout this whole movie um i'm kind of just sat there thinking like the predator's meant to be like the most badass like predator in the galaxy like you know you you have to fight arnold schwarzenegger in order to to, to meet your match if you're a predator like basically only the terminator can beat you and then and with this we just got like a load of people with like bows and arrows that are like putting up a fight and it just doesn't, I don't know. It just didn't
0: like it's Alexander Skarsgård either. They got like the skinniest little run ever (laughs) to play like the guy. I'm like, this is just stupid.
1: Yeah. You know, and so just, you know, it's one of them where, you you know, when, like when you watch a, a bad slasher or whatever kind of villain versus, you know, group of people. Mm. And when you watch a good one, you have a final girl emerge and that final girl, feels authentic you know and if you make a good final girl you can make a 40-year franchise out of it um and if you don't you just end up being like well at one point everyone is equally as just you know i know that these you know that that a lot of them are meant to be warriors and stuff but they're all very similar and it's just like oh no these are the two that the story is about so these two will put up a fight as opposed to anyone else there's no real reason no why our lead character is the one that becomes the final girl and i don't want to i don't want to like harp on that but it does
0: no it's know, a good it, point it,
1: though it did just feel that like you know oh we're an hour and 10 minutes in the movie it's now time for the predator to take to some damage you know and it just it, it, yeah it just felt very by the numbers everything we've got we got like <laughs> one of the best action sequences in the whole movie is when um naru kind of goes goes wild with her with her um axe on a on a rope and kind of takes out a load of humans and i'm like not like the best scene in the movie has nothing to do with the predator like that's Mm. a problem if you're making a predator movie you know the predator is invisible as well for like two-thirds of this movie um which again i just think like yeah i know that's a gimmick in that but it's just kind of I want to see the predator. You know, that's that's what was so fun about the last movie we got. We got the predator doing ridiculous shit constantly. Yeah, and, and and that's what I wanted. You know, I didn't I didn't want this movie. And I think when we saw all the promotional stuff, I kind of thought to myself, this isn't this isn't what I really wanted. Yeah, and um, you yeah, haven't seen it. Like I don't. I have I have slammed it like lots. Like don't get me wrong, this movie isn't like garbage. I didn't I didn't detest it. It's just. It, it, it didn't deliver for me you know and and then that coupled with the frustrations in particular of how it doesn't feel authentic just just made it you know fairly unenjoyable
0: yeah i mean i completely agree i think you've touched upon pretty much all the major things i wanted to bring up but what i will say is like i do think this movie's terrible um mm-hmm. it, it really pissed me off actually like a lot of it for, for multiple it of reasons that you
1: it in, in 55 minute segments that that helped <laughs>
0: Well, no, I, I watched it properly. I hadn't just watched The Northman, and I still found it to be just devoid of any personality, of authenticity, um, of any sort of tension, of any sort of like, oh, here's the Predator doing badass shit, and it feels like it's a threat. Um, because, like you say, the movie's constantly telling us, oh, the Predator doesn't think these people are a and so he just doesn't fight them. And so that's like a majority of the film. And then it's like, oh, well, I guess they've got the one-up on him now, and, and that's how the fight ends. And it, so it's just... That stuff's abysmal. But to take it back to the start, like, even right off the bat, there's such a stupid part in this film, which is the way the logo comes in at the start (laughs) is actually, like, so cringe. And, again, completely goes to what we're saying about how if you set your movie in a time period, I want to at least somewhat try and believe that. Mm. Um, I know that they're not all going to have the historical accuracy of a Robert Eggers movie, because that's impossible, because, like, I don't think any other movie does it the way he does. But just at least try... But, like, having this... Stu- the logo is awful. And the fact that it comes in with, like, 20th century and all the copyright on the screen as well. Um, and the way it... The, like, it's really hard to describe because it's not, like, a traditional logo. It's, like, part of the film in a weird way. Like, it's just stupid. Um, and then actually as soon as the movie starts we're introduced to these characters what it immediately became obvious to me was that it really felt video gamey um and we've said this a lot recently and normally it's a good thing but this was the first time it's been a major problem for me um where this just felt like a bad video game and more specifically like the worst parts of the assassin's creed games i was literally
1: gonna is... say it feels like a ubisoft
0: game <laughs> yeah because it was just we're gonna copy and paste a generic boring action film um throw in a female lead because we think that That's a bit of an interesting thing to do these days, even though it's been done loads, and you know it's been done good and it's been been done terrible. And then just oh, has the has the copy and paste like oh, should we throw this in the 1920s? Should we go back? Is it 1800s, 1700s? You know, they just throw it at a dartboard and see what sticks. And it's like it's not authentic. The way these characters we touched upon it, we made a joke, but they the genuinely the way these characters they are doing little quips and using sarcasm, and to me, it's ridiculous. Um, Let alone the way they look, where. Like, the main character has, like, makeup on throughout the whole film, which just looks ridiculous as well. Um there's just so many things that took me out of it so immediately i was like okay the time period this is just people cosplaying i'm not remotely believing the time period okay maybe i can enjoy the characters there's no characters like i say it's just oh these are all the same but these are the ones that are chosen to be our you know this is the character that you selected on the on the start screen of the video game so this is why this is the lead character you
1: choose male or female and you would either be the brother or the
0: sister yeah because they're the exact same character yeah and it's like oh it's it's just so annoying and then like what you said this cg in this movie throughout is so bad and the fact that it's constantly real animals that are cg as well it just that that has to be done to such a high standard um Cause even early on when they show like a snake and I think it's like a rabbit and I'm, and I mean, I'm immediately like, this looks shit because it just, it doesn't look real. Yeah, exactly. Cause like they have a dog as well throughout the movie. Yeah. And so they use an actual dog, but then there are certain scenes where that's not even real as well. And I'm like, come on. Like, cause it, it's holding, I think the, the rabbit that's clearly not real. And mm. I'm like, come on. Like you couldn't even do that. And then, so th- the level of just the overall CG for all the animals is shit anyway, let alone when we get to like a predator fighting a grizzly bear like oh that the grizzly looks so bad like when it runs up the hill after her it's so dumb the way it moves like it doesn't remotely move like a grizzly or it's just so so stupid um, and so all that stuff is just really really terrible let alone like I say the fact that they're trying so hard to Panda to the first movie where we literally get that if it bleeds we can kill it line Um mm. I wanted to put my fist through the TV when that happened because I was just like, What on earth is he is are we even doing at this point? Um and so yeah, it just it was meandering, it was boring, bad CG, and then the finale was um, the most pitch black thing I've seen since the ending of Morbius. Like the entire last 20 minutes, like I, I've paused it and took in a few photos, which I might put on social because I was like <laughs> laughing where I was like, I cannot believe how little you can see on screen. And it's because of the whole, the the cool neon green of the predator when it bleeds or whatever. Um, yeah. So you see this tiny bit of color, but it's not worth the other 95% of the screen literally being pitch black. And I can't tell what the yeah, fuck's going on. Cool, man.
1: You can use it as more exactly
0: yeah and it's like oh it's in the trailer and it's and it's a bit on a racks and that's yeah and i get that that's the color palette and it's like man that's an idea on paper that you guys bungled the, the cinematographers and whoever shot that and everything bungled that's so hard because it just looks awful i mean it's actually the exact same problem that morbius had with his cool purple effect yes. where it's like okay so to have that we need everything else black and it's like but you need to make the blacks look good like this just looks terrible because i can't see what the hell is going on um and that had the positive of at least we saw that on the cinema so it'd help a little bit whereas watching this at home it was like what's even happening now it was yeah i everything about this movie annoyed me really from from start to finish um
1: i had had a fun journey during the movie one thing that i forgot to mention in that i was getting confused why people weren't getting hurt by predator's blood and then yeah. about forty minutes in, I had the epiphany. Oh no, wait, that's aliens. <laughs> I
0: don't to remember that as well. Yeah, because I was like, "Wait, what's going on here?" But yeah,
1: they were so obsessed with the blood early on. I was like, "Oh yeah, the mm. blood that it." And then like they were sort of, like, "Wear it," and I was like, "What? What?" And I was like, "Oh no, hang on, wrong franchise."
0: Yeah, but is it the lack of just predator? Like, I'm trying to think of anything cool that the predator did in this film. And, like, I can't think I of think anything.
1: Think the, the Predator's accessories are normally really cool. You know, him with the three dots, and that is, you know, iconic for the Predator, and the little kind of rocket launcher and his little arm with, like, you know, doing everything. And they, they had, you know, it, it was just like, you know, it felt like an amateur where they have seen a Predator movie, and they're like, oh, yeah, he has that cool thing on his arm. Let's just make an arm gizmo like what do you want it to do and it's like it'll just tap it and and it'll be cool won't it and it's like oh okay what about these three little dots what are we gonna do with that well we'll just we'll just get a laser pen and just you know move it around a bit and that'll be cool and like the the whole um final scene with the with the kind of laser sight and everything as well was was truly like horrific and cringeworthy like if you're the best like on the planet, like not in the planet, you're the best like fighters in the galaxy, and you get you get like duped by that. Like, I mean, that's like Papadu Pills of Eyes level of getting duped. Like, dude, this it's, is dude, it's a flare on a on a stick. <laughs> like, don't fall for it.
0: This is the worst Predator that's ever existed. And I think the only way that there can be somewhat storyline reason for this is that at the start, they literally kick him off the ship for being a shit Predator. Yeah, they're like, you're dying. Yeah, because he's awful. Like, like the fact that, like you say, all of the Predator movies are, he's supposed to be the ultimate killing machine. That's why he's the Predator. And he goes up against, like, modern technology. Like, we've seen him go up against machine guns um, and all that stuff. Whereas, yeah, throughout this whole movie, he's either going against spears or Bows and arrows, or single shot pistols and rifles, and yeah. he gets his ass handed to him. It's so stupid. It's so unbelievable. <clears throat> I think, yeah, ultimately, I hate this premise anyway. I think the idea of putting a predator in this time setting is awful. Um, and they didn't. Predator not... in the
1: future, like when technology is yeah. even more advanced. That's Just where I want to
0: start. There's so many interesting things you can do with this character, like the, like the last movie proved. Like, I feel like with that last film, that was clearly made from a place of let's make a fun Predator movie. Whereas this felt to me like they were already going to make a story about this young warrior in this uh, native American tribe and may- and maybe she was tracking down like a grizzly and that was going to be what the whole film was. And then at a certain point they got this license, two birds with one stone Bosch has the film. And, and that's what it feels like to me. Cause it doesn't feel genuine. Like they g- they gave a shit about this character at all. Cause yeah, he even looks terrible. I didn't even get yeah. a call. Like, oh yeah. There's cause the predators look so badass when they, when they, when it's done right, he's such a physically imposing thing that there isn't anything physically like a predator and i just didn't get that feeling at all watching this movie i was just i was just saddened by the use of the predator and then the actual movie itself all of the trimmings were terrible because it's got bad cg bad characters and the time setting was ludicrous like it just didn't i didn't remotely believe in any of it um no
1: it was it was unfortunately a miss wasn't
0: it yeah i had a real bad time with this one so yeah as far as recommendations go yeah this is as hard of a void as i could possibly give i i Just did not like this movie in the slightest, and I think yeah, the only thing that I am bummed out about is is this director. I think he was a guy that I was really looking forward to for a long, long time, Um, and this was the product, the 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 project that he ends up on after a movie that I still adore to this day. I'm like, oh, it's just a shame because I really, I don't know how much blame to put on him. He is credited as writing half the story, and and um, and obviously the director. So I think a lot of it does have to go on his shoulders, Um, but i just don't i don't know because i'm like this is starting to really become interesting for the podcast now if you have these guys who are like clearly talented and they make stuff that can just be such a hit or such a miss with us and we said it with um with robert of like how robert eggers where it like he could make his next six movies and i could hate them all and i would still i wouldn't be surprised by that because he's such a specific director do you know what i mean yeah um, whereas, yeah, there are other people that I thought, oh, well, they'll make something a bit more safer and it'll always land to me. So I am shocked of how much I'm deterred by this. But it is interesting that this seemingly got a good reception.
1: Been, um, it? it seemed, yeah, it does seem to have done well. Like, it and, says it on right Wikipedia
0: that people call it the best sequel since the or you know, the best predator movie since yeah. the first film. What people? Just, what yeah, people? I don't know, critics apparently. Um, but. It is mad. It says praise for the action sequences, which is mental. Trachten, uh, Trachtenberg's direction again. It's like to me, this was just a, a murky, crap CGI fest of a film. You know, he was an amazing director in his last film. Um, yeah. So yeah, I just don't. I don't get. I don't know if this is just a movie that people just want to like because it's something different. Um, I really don't know what's going on here. It, it feels weird. Like I don't think Still it matches right. up.
1: No, I feel like Predator is like this weird IP. It's a bit, you know, it it reminds me a bit of like Halloween, mm. where in terms of with Predator, it just seems like people unanimously like it, mm-hmm. and I like like oh yeah, Predator's awesome. He's badass, and there's not that like there's never like a, a adverse opinion, and like they're gonna be wrong. Like I like Predator when Predator's in good movies, but I, I you know the the ratio is getting close to fifty fifty now with the movies. Mm. Yeah. I mean, what, what they need to do is shove an alien in it, that's what they need <laughs> to do.
0: Yeah, it is funny as well, like, how there isn't any sort of you know, this is purely just there's a predator in this film that we've never seen before, and that's it. There isn't any sort of hint at any other world. Obviously, this being a pre-po- prequel, unless I'm missing stuff, but I didn't catch anything that was remotely world building for the world of Predator. Do you know what I mean? It was. No,
1: there was only the one thing that I didn't read because I couldn't be bothered, but they seemed obsessed with the name of the gun. There was like a name engraved yeah,
0: on the pistol. Name, yeah.
1: And I'm like, oh, is that
0: like Dutch or something? <laughs> he's like his great, 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 great grandfather or something. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wait, I think you're right, actually.
1: You shitting
0: me? Yeah, native. Uh... Oh god! he's a reincarnation of someone from the original film, apparently. Of
1: course, he is. A re- what? So, what someone in
0: is... the original film is a reincarnation of. I'm just going to read this whole, this whole. This is from Wikipedia. So this is, is Naru's brother. It says in august 2022 which was this month uh bennett taylor uh, i don't know who bennett taylor is um let's have a look is that, is that a writer or an actor i don't know who bennett taylor is he he confirmed that the script for prey revealed billy soul a native american tracker and scout played by sunny land oh. in the original predator to be a reincarnation of tape Reframing his last stand with that film's predator as being due to the subconscious memories of a past life.
1: Brilliant. Yeah. On that note, um, just I just—I can't even—I can't even remember whether I said if I recommend this or not. But just to be clear, I categorically do not. <laughs> uh, and, and I think—I think that's the end of it.
0: The last thing I do want to say is, oh my God, have you—have you seen the budget for this film?
1: Ah, uh, Jesus Christ! I mean, it's Disney money. I mean, who knows?
0: Have a guess. <laughs> sixty
1: five mil. That's exactly right. Shit me. <laughs> it's sixty five That is disgusting. I mean oh, I'm so happy. God. Uh like that's that's the highlight of this movie, the fact that I guess the budget, but it, it, for, it,
0: for a street awesome. a straight to streaming movie, that is i cannot believe that. Man, I if you hadn't laughed, that.
1: I, I, I would have been surprised if it was double digits. Like, well, well I mean, with the problem. 15
0: to 20, but the fact that it's bad CG and the fact that, yeah, this wasn't ever released in theaters and it didn't seem like it ever was a theater thing. Like, I couldn't,
1: well, you know, the cast, like, I mean, you're not paying a lot of money for the cast, even no. are you? Like, I mean, and
0: also, the Predator is played by an ex basketball player who's done nothing else. Um, yeah, sweet, <laughs> so I and mean, it's I like,
1: no, they ought to make Disney ought to just focus on making Hellraiser movies. The IP is much cheaper, guys. You don't got mil from Hellraiser movies. I tell you that much.
0: I know. I, I can't wait until uh, Hellraiser comes out later this year, and the budget was like 2 million twenty
1: um, million
0: I can't believe. That. I, I actually okay. want to do some more research off air now because I I could have sworn this was always earmarked as a streaming movie, and well, I, I just really, can't believe that happened.
1: If you if you if you're not talking the advertising budget as well. I think actually
0: was this because this was a twentieth-century project before they got bought? Oh, it might have been. So yeah, that it might, might been. it might be one of those holdovers. Yeah, that might be the case. Then might be
1: one of them. Yeah, bastard childs that they had to just get out because
0: um, exactly, I cannot believe that
1: because because the thing is with because because the advertising for this this movie has been everywhere. Yeah, like in the last couple of weeks. Yeah, um, this
0: is as well like i know a bunch of like quote-unquote normies that have already seen this you know like well, yeah, it's it it def- on the
1: home page of disney plus you mm. know like because it, it's almost like they're trying to market it some at some point as a non-predator movie and, yeah. then, and then clearly they just don't know what the hell they've got i think no <laughs> but it is interesting which, that- I, which I understand haven't seen the movie now i don't know what the hell they've got so
0: no but apparently it's a it's a great movie according to everyone else um but yeah it's, it is interesting that this is the second film we've covered now that has this release strategy of this whole hulu and disney plus thing because obviously the other one being fresh um which we absolutely loved and, one will
1: be in the top 10 one will
0: not <laughs> yeah and so i am i do hope that as we hear hulu i, I hope that always guarantees disney plus for us because that will True. the True. idea that we get to see the new hellraiser movie on disney plus fills me with so much joy that just sounds hilarious to me um So I I hope that that's
1: the case. There is something about whacking on Disney Plus and then watching a horror movie, which is just weirdly satisfying
0: yeah it's starting to become a weird platform because i'm watching lost on there as well now so it's just like it's very weird like how they've kind of changed it for our market but i I really like it it's really it's a genuinely great platform for that reason because i think for the disney original stuff outside of the marvel and star wars stuff like i don't really see a reason to have it anymore um you know for adults so it is i'm glad that they are starting to branch out for sure you're right like i i've
1: watched a lot of things on that more than than the other streaming platforms you know yeah um, there's a there's really a crazy story. amount i'm like oh yeah i i I re-watched scrubs on it i'm like mm. what that's on there cool
0: yeah, their old tv back catalog is mm. is obviously way better than netflix's because netflix is, is obviously way more focused on their originals but yeah mm. if you're like someone wants to watch like tv shows from 15 to 20 years ago like it's so good for that yeah, um for sure. but yeah that is like that is it i guess that is our discussion on prey i will take mm. a quick break and we will be right back So that's it.
1: I feel cleansed that it's over.
0: Yeah, I'm glad. Let's. Uh, why don't you? Why don't you tell us about a good film real quick before we uh, get hyped for Fright Fest? I'll
1: tell you about a good film. I'll tell you that great film. Um, uh, yeah, Northman is just out of this fucking world. Like second time around, absolutely loved it. I think the it was weird because certainly the start. I forgot how, like, men, just, just, like, insane the start yeah, is, really, and how it's kind of <laughs> frippy, and, you know, suddenly you've got them crawling around on all fours, pretending to be a dog, and I'm like, <laughs> Jesus, what's going on here? But, like, the second you see the Viking longboat and you get a Skarsgård, mm. like, the the movie's gold. The movie's, the movie's 10 out of 10 from there on out like it, it, yeah it's thoroughly enjoyable i think we said about it before in our original review but i think the pacing is fantastic this movie yeah. just doesn't breathe like once we get past that opening bit like he's just tearing shit up as a viking go into the site you know getting the sword trying to get his revenge it's very you know i i almost wanted more time with like Anya taylor joy's character like you know i kind of it all just went so you know it, it, it happened so fast, even though the movie is quite long. Um, the the scene where he kind of is first introduced as a Viking and they take over the town and it's all done in like a singular shot. Um, I don't know like how much we spoke about that on the original kind of uh, review, mm. but like that was that was just out of this world. Like watching it again, like I had to I had to like pause it and rewatch it. I was just like, Jesus Christ! This is so like, it, it's the best like fighting, like that sort of fighting that I've seen like post the Lord of the Rings movies, mm. and like certainly way more violent. Um, and I think, I think that's the thing. Just everything about it screams like, as as we said earlier, authenticity. You know, they they, they did so much research, and he just like what his his main goal for the movie was to make it the most accurate historically accurate viking movie it almost to the point where he's like i don't even care if i make a good movie or not i just want it (laughs) to be really fucking accurate but then luckily for us he's really good at making movies as well yeah um yeah i had an absolute blast with it and i think as well like as i'm watching it i'm like i started to play the little game with myself like oh you know how um you know, how much of a of a genre movie is it? Where does it sit? And I'm like, Oh, this movie's just gory as hell. It's like it's it's a it's a revenge story of a murder that that is carried out in multiple murders. Like it is a great movie for, for people in the podcast to watch. Yeah. Um, yeah 100%. And, and um yeah, absolutely loved it second time around. I can't wait to talk about it at year end again because we one hundred percent will be.
0: Yeah, I'm looking forward to my rewatch. I've I've had it sitting on 4K for a while. I'm kind of saving it for a rainy day, which I'm sure is going to be soon shortly after fright first. Um and yeah, I can't wait to rewatch it because it was it was a magical experience where I remember what we said at the cinema when we came out it was like weird to adjust to real life again after it mm, because it yes. was just so I was just so enamored with that story and those characters um and that and that time period. So yeah, I I can't wait to watch it again. He he really is just unbelievable and it's The only frustrating thing is, like, I just hope people like him get their fair shake in this world, because people like him people like edgar wright they deserve everything they're, they're genuine geniuses um and they they should never have to fight for their vision ever yeah, um you know we're, we're all blessed as fans let alone as you know the producers and production companies <laughs> all of these people are blessed that, that we live in the same timeline as these people because i that we we can't fathom how talented they are no. it's insane um, also
1: uh in the uh making of he came out with a line that was something along the lines of um um, Willem Dafoe is is one of the best actors of this generation, and I'll fight mm-hmm. anyone who disagrees with me. <laughs> I'm like I will stand behind you in that fight, Eggers.
0: Yeah, uh, we said it. We, like, if he he is on the Mount Rushmore of a- actors for me, I don't see how he can't be.
1: Yeah, like... I, well, and that's exactly what Eggers was saying. And it's like, yeah. oh, it's, it, 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 it's obvious that he feels that way, but yeah. it's also nice that he, he does commit <laughs> that to to film.
0: Yeah, it's awesome. So, yeah, I, I just I can't wait to see what this guy does next, whatever it is. He's, he's absolutely ama- amazing. Um, the other thing as well is his his cinematographer, um, I believe it's Yaron Blask, um, who obviously did his last two movies and, I, and who I think is just equally as, as incredibly talented. Obviously, he got nominated for the Oscar for Lighthouse and, and would be amazing to see it again for this movie. Um, he's the cinematographer on... Um, uh M Knight's new movie. Um yes. which is crazy because yeah he's I think he's only done Robert's movies and a couple of other small things. So the fact that like M Knight's got him that's made that's me crazy. so much more excited for his next movie as well. Like I anyway, but the fact that he's got the in in my opinion the best in the world to do that job. I'm like holy shit, that is awesome news. Um oh, yeah. so yeah I'm looking forward to that as well. Um but yeah, that is it for this week. And yeah, in a, in a matter of days, we're going to be uh, yeah, we're going to be on our way to London for a bit of the old Fright Fest, which is going to be awesome, isn't it? I I just cannot wait. It's weird to be back after this long. Um, will it be uh, different? This we we shall have to see. But
1: and, and, and I'm, I'm looking forward
0: to that, to that. <laughs> yeah it's, it's great like we're, we're we'll we'll be talking about it all so yeah obviously as far as the next few weeks go just keep your eyes peeled on right. the feeds i guess because who knows like it, it probably will be a different schedule to what you're used to um for the time being and so but it'll just all be good fright fest goodness for a yeah, while we're gonna have um, we're gonna have a
1: hell of a lot of movies to, to, to discuss and um, however many episodes we do that over and when we can actually sit down and do it like we want to do it right as well so it's just a case of the content will be there there'll be a lot of movies to go through and it's going to be fun and i think the thing about this is as well like it's it's fun when you can well it's not fun because the movie sucked but it's fun when you can talk about a movie like prey and and it's just on a streaming platform that everyone can see Mm. but the magic of fright fest is that like we might be talking about movies that just never see the light of day um, yeah, you know, and and or make come out in a year to 18 months, you know, and, and the post Fright Fest is incredibly fl- fun, hopefully for listeners that movies that we hopefully loved will start to come out, but then there'll be the ones that we didn't get to see that will start to come out as well.
0: Yeah, there's already some that we'll know are coming soon, but then, yeah, there'll be multiple world premieres that we get to see, which is which is awesome, because, yeah, it will be the first that a lot of people have even heard of a lot of these films, um, and so to get them on people's radars is sick. Um, the other thing as well that's quite funny is that at the minute, there seems to be sort of every horror movie under the sun is currently out of the cinema, um, which yeah, is hilarious, yeah. because it's, it's genuinely the busiest it's been, I, I want to say maybe ever for the podcast, but easily post-COVID. Um, I've mm-hmm. never seen anything like it, where there's about three movies out of the cinema right now and there's about another three within the next few weeks. Um so whether yeah, so <laughs> yeah, like, they'll you know they'll always be on demand and the good thing is like the turnaround now is so quick. Like I'm pretty sure Nope comes to digital this week. Um Yay, so, Yeah, so the turnaround these days is usually a month. Um so a lot of these are gonna be easily available come, you know, October and November. Um so yeah, we'll get round to any of the ones that sound good. Um we'll keep our eyes peeled. Like to be honest there isn't a huge amount of it that i was particularly excited for um you know off the top of my head that orphan movie wasn't really one that i cared about um and a couple of others but then there definitely is a few like the a24 movie bodies 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 does does look interesting at least because it's a slasher um and a couple of other ones like the the one i'm really looking forward to actually is barbarian which is at FrightFest as well um but that is getting a uk release in in september anyway um and a couple of other ones like that so yeah there's there's going to be so much to talk about in the coming weeks let alone when we get into october let alone when we get to like tv shows as well like del toro um you know or american horror stories has already started as well i haven't even started it yet um you know we're gonna get to chucky soon so we're, we're just gonna have so much to talk about which is great like i imagine we won't be uh, doing a craven for a very very long time um seems that way
1: Seems but it's fine.
0: We've got a good one to save, so uh, yeah. looking forward to that new nightmare when we get to it. I've already started my quest with watching the nightmares, which we'll, we'll talk about at a later date. Um, nice. But excited. yeah,
1: I'm excited for that quest. Yeah, that'll be fun. I'm, Times. I'm as excited for that quest as I am like the the new nightmare discussion.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, that'll be that'll be interesting. Um, but yeah, for now, that was episode three hundred and nine. Uh, thanks for listening, as always, and we'll see you again very soon.
1: See you later, everyone. Couldn't. How could I start now?